to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today I have the honor of having my friend on, a guest, Melanie Levy of Melanie Levy Fitness, and we're going to be talking about some tools to help you show up physically and mentally for your workout. Today's episode is inspired by a conversation that Melanie and I was having about just reasons we've heard from our patients or clients about why they say they can't work out. So we want to talk about some tools that we provide for them and can help we provide for you to help them overcome that reasoning and really show up for their workout. But before we get started, Melanie, I want you to take some time, introduce yourself, tell me a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you help. Hello. Thanks so much for having me on this podcast. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> this is so awesome. And and yes, super inspired to continue the conversation that we started from the other day. So hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Melanie from Melanie Levy Fitness. I'm a personal trainer, wellness and mindset coach here in Sacramento. I generally help women age 30 and up to build a healthy mindset around fitness and this way that we can get into the best shape of our lives. I train clients one-on-one. I do small group or semi-private lessons in classes. And I also do some online coaching. So that that about sums it up. Yes, a little bit of everything for anyone. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. All right. So let's hop in and kind of just honestly continue our conversation that we started. So let's talk about the three reasons why people have told us why they can't work out. These three reasons are not in any particular order. They're literally just how I wrote them down on this list. So first one, (laughs) something that we hear very commonly, and I know that I hear this from patients when I ask them about honestly getting any type of activity into their life, whether that's a workout or rehab, is that they don't have time to work out. Have you experienced that with your clients? What are some things that you've had? Yeah, a lot of time that's one of the main reasons people say, I just don't have time to work out. And uh, of course, if, <laughs> right. you're, if you're if you're a mom, if you're a mom, do you have a job? Like, do you have other things going on in your life? Of course you do. Yes, you are busy. So I never want to discount that. I want people yeah. to give themselves more more grace. But also while owning that, I believe there are ways to get some movement in. So I, I guess we can just dive into a couple of, of thoughts that yeah. I was having um, after our conversation. Yeah. Um, my, my neighbor has two kids. She's a single mom. She's a teacher and she teaches music outside. And we had a great conversation about this because she was like, I just don't have time to work out. And I said, well, what do your mornings look like? You know, what time do you get up in the morning? Well, I get up at 630 and then I just jump right into making the kids breakfast and getting everybody ready for school. What if you could wake up at 530? Yeah. And you'd have 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. You can carve out that time. And sometimes it's right in front of someone and they just don't see it. And that doesn't mean and that doesn't mean that's easy. That's not easy. But you, but like anything, you have to start doing it. You have to create that habit. You have to start building upon that habit. 
to realize like, Hey, I can do this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. she's busy. Hell yeah. She's busy. (laughs) I ran into that as a, being a mom myself. Mm -hmm. Um, my son wakes up at 6am every day, like clockwork. Doesn't matter what time you put him down. He's your alarm clock. He's my alarm clock. And actually my (laughs) body, I wake up at 530 every morning. And typically I take those 30 minutes to do something for myself. Sometimes it's productive. Sometimes it's just catching up on an SVU episode. Just depends on how I'm feeling for that morning. (laughs) But I realized that I really like that 30 minutes. And I'm like, man, I wish I could have more time. So I tried to start like putting him down early, hoping I could get that 30 minutes from him. He didn't care. So I started trying to train myself to wake up earlier. I'm like, okay, let's start at 10 minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier, just so I can get this hour time that maybe I start adding a workout in because I started noticing that if it doesn't happen in the morning, then it doesn't happen in the afternoon. So I definitely get that. Trying to carve in more time, maybe making it and starting it earlier was super helpful for me too. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a commitment to yourself. Yeah. It's a big commitment to yourself. And it's hard to do. I started, I remember when, when I started uh, my 5 a.m. wake ups and that was new for me because I, I typically am going to wake up around six or six 30. And I said, I'm going to start waking up at five. I remember seeing like seeing you online at five and being like, Oh, you're my early morning buddy. But, um, but one thing that I wanted to do, and this, this aligns with, with what we're talking about is, is I wanted to create a breath work meditation and journaling practice. And I wanted to do that in the morning. And I have been doing it since January. So we're, we're talking, um, you know, eight months going on month nine. And now it's something I look forward to. Uh, I, I have some downtime in the morning. I have a whole hour and a half before I have to start diving into my responsibilities to work, to helping other people. Um, that time is for me. And was it easy like the first few months? No, not getting up at five and the sun's not up. <laughs> it's challenging, but I'm so grateful for this practice that I've created in that, you know, now it's just something that I do. It's no longer, uh, I, I no longer need motivation to do it. It's a discipline. It's just something that I do like brushing my teeth. Yes. Yes. I, I love that. I love that. That to me leads into the second thing about mindset. When you said that you're adding in more of that breath work and uh, journaling meditation, mm-hmm. I have tried journaling. I have not been consistent. <laughs> I tried to do that in the morning, but I am learning that I'm more of a brain dumper at the end of the night because mm-hmm. it prepares me for the next day. And for me, I would have a lot of anxiety around all the shit I had to do the next day. So I'm like laying in my bed, making a mental list, like, man, I got to do this. I got to send this person this. So something that I learned, I forgot who I got this from, but just like, I guess, journaling at night, brain dumping all this stuff out of my head, Mm kind of getting it out so that I can go to bed and that free and clear mind and waking up knowing, okay, next day, this is what I have. So my mind is kind of prepared, like, okay, let's jump into this list instead of oh my gosh, I have a thousand things to do. Where do I start? So prepare my mindset and being prepared on what I want to do. Yeah. And that's, it's just an organization yep. of, of all those thoughts. And it doesn't mean that, you, you know, you're not, your one eye will open and you'll be like, wait, I forgot this one thing. Right. And you need to write right. that down. And I'm sure that happens all the time, but just having that organization 
of writing yeah. it down. Uh, I have a whiteboard in my kitchen. I do something similar. So the night before I write down my schedule, you know, 5 a.m. breath work, 6 a.m. journal, 6.30 coffee, 8 a.m. gym, you know, 9.30 client and so on and so forth. And yeah. and then I can see my day. I'm like, you know exactly what's going on. And if I know that I have a lot going on that next day, it really helps me mentally to map all of that out. Right. And also be okay with that not going exactly as you planned. Yeah. Cannot be the type of person, well, that's not on my schedule. So that can't happen. Well, that's life. Like life is going yeah. to happen. And just giving yourself grace and being okay when things pop off or don't go as planned. Um, so I love that you, that you write that down at night. That's beautiful. love that. And I'm glad that that's helping you. Uh, it's so important. I agree. I agree. Something uh, that I want to talk a little bit more about um, is people's mindset around working out. And something that it made me think about is are people actually enjoying their workout? Mm. If you don't enjoy something and you see it on that calendar, you're going to dread going to it. You know, I know yep. for me, I am currently working with Ty. So she writes my programming and I love it. It's like under barbells, all the things. And I love it because it's individualized, you know, to me. But times I get bored of doing the same stuff. And that's when I'm like, ooh, I'm going to cycle over here for a day. I'm going to go hop on Insta Physique over here for a day. I'm going to go try this. I know that I recently saw that you got into Pilates. Love it. Something that's so challenging, but so interesting. So like, it's like when I, I mix up my activities a little bit, but still finding things that work for me is to make sure that I'm having my individualized plan. So I think something when it comes to people really seeing if they enjoy it, um, is really seeing if you like the workout that you're doing. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of stigma around this word workout. Yeah. Do a lot of people like workout, like, what does that mean? Right. And so what we really need to understand is that a workout can mean a lot of things. Movement. Are yep. you moving your body? I know you're a big advocate of this, um, which is how we connected in the first place, yep. which was like, let's, let's take away the like, you know, no pain, no gain and all the stigma around like going to the gym and, and just say, like, do we, do we get our movement in? What does that mean to you? Does that mean going for a walk? Does that mean getting a little stretch in? Does that mean throwing the ball for the dog? Does that mean, like, it can mean any number of things as long as you're getting some sort of movement in. Uh, and it has to be fun, like you said. You have yeah. to enjoy it. Um, if you're not enjoying something, you're generally not going to do it. I've ever taken, right. like, a have you ever taken a class and you're like, I don't care about this topic at all. And then you just like, don't pay attention or you stop engaging, you stop yeah. going versus like, like you mentioned, I'm taking Pilates and it's really cool. And I'm like really nerding out and I really like it. So I'm really engaged with it and yeah. I enjoy going. You have to enjoy it. But how was I to know I would enjoy it if I didn't step out of my comfort zone and give it a try? Yeah. Yeah. I love how you said that. Um, understanding the word around workout and what that means. I know that on a daily basis, at least I try to on a daily basis, I post on, Insta on my Instagram story and I'm very intentional about the words I use. And that's why I say, have you moved your body today? Mm -hmm. Because I want people to understand that like me moving my body today didn't mean that I went and I did a barbell workout. It meant that maybe I did some rehab for my hip. Maybe I rolled up my foot and I worked for a walk with my family. 
like whatever that movement is for them. Did you move? Did you stand up today at work and did some standing work stuff at your desk? Then you moved. So I love that idea around like, this is what a workout means. Doesn't mean that to be in this gym for hours drenched in sweat. Did you move your body? That's all that matters. Exactly. And and a lot of people don't, don't know how to move their body. Well, how do I, how do I move my body? Like, what am I supposed to do? Um, and there's so many resources out there for you yep. to get that help for you to understand. But first we do need to understand, well, what do you enjoy? Yeah. Um, think back when you were a kid, like, what did you like to do when you were a kid? Well, I like to play volleyball. Well, can you, can you play volleyball? Is there a volleyball team here in Sacramento or wherever you live that you can join? Yeah. Uh, oh, I used to run when I was in college. I haven't run for a long time. My knees hurt. Well, how about we start walking and, you know, how about there's a, there's a running group here in, you know, in downtown, maybe you can join, join something like that. So think of thinking about what you used to do when you yeah. were younger, when you were a kid, what was fun? Yeah. What was fun? Can we bring some joy back into our workouts and our movement practice? It's super important. If you're not enjoying it and it's a burden, you're not going to stick with it. So finding something yeah. we can stick with is, is key. Um, and not feeling like it's something you have to do. Yes. I get to do this for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Third reason that we have heard that people say they can't work out is that they don't have the energy to work out. Mm. That's definitely something I hear. And that's something that I am personally, I'm guilty of this and I'm working through is my nutrition and what I'm eating around my workouts. I've been working out more consistently about four times a week. I've also been lifting a little bit more weight. So doing more strength training. Mm. However, I haven't been preparing my body more protein for that strength training. So I'm like, man, I'm a little tight after that for doing this deadlift today, after doing this squat. I'm noticing like, oh, I need to hit some mobility a little bit longer because my body is like, this is a lot. So starting off something basic like that is um, making sure that we're preparing our body nutritionally is one yeah. way to make sure like you have some energy for that workout. Yeah. And in, in, this, in this topic, I believe that it is or can be trial and error. So if we're, if we're doing a morning workout, for example, and we didn't have time to eat breakfast before, because maybe our workouts early in the morning and we just don't have energy for the workout. Well, maybe your body wants some fuel before you start to move. Okay. Like, uh, and, and I do know people that can work out without eating first, but, um, if think of your body as a car, you don't put gas in the car. It's gonna put put put. It's gonna it's gonna, <laughs> yeah. go it's gonna it's not gonna run efficiently, right? If we're not putting oil in our car, it's, it's gonna it's not gonna feel good. So, understanding like that. that it 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 can be trial and error. Like we might need to try a few different things to see what works for you, right? So nutrition is obviously key, but also sleep. Yes. People don't realize how important sleep is. Yes. To you know, to feeling the energy that you want to feel on a daily basis. Now I, you have Noah, he's how old he (laughs) he controls, he controls like many children control control your sleep patterns. So you, again, you have to give yourself grace. Oh my gosh, you're not going to be perfect all the time, but what can we do? Are you laying in bed for an hour at night, scrolling social media yeah. When you could be getting some rest. Is there yeah. is there a way where we can 
So I, at 7 PM every night, I put my phone on the charger and I don't look at it. I love that. I love, I was literally sitting here doing some whatever with Noah when I was messaging you that night. And mm. I loved in the middle, you were like, okay, I'm about to put my phone down for the day. I'm trying to, you know, the limit as much as the screen time before I go to bed. I was like, yes, Mel, this is amazing. I wish more people would create that boundary. Like, okay, cool. I'm trying to wind down. And meaning that wind down, I know for some people, winding down is scrolling. And that's cool. Teach his own. People have their thing. But winding down can also mean getting away from that technology. I know for me, I always grew up going to sleep with the TV on. Didn't matter. It was just white noise in the background. Yeah. My wife hates it. Never have. She's like, pitch black, go to bed. So now we compromise with some sleep timers. But now even I started to notice how much better my sleep was if we get into the bed and I don't even turn the TV on. I'm oh, like, oh, we can yeah. just lay here pitch black and we can just go straight to sleep. The quality of my sleep is better. And that's something I talk to about with patients. Like, so if you notice that, if, if I wish we all could get eight hours of sleep. If not more, I wish we could. But like you say, sometimes we don't have that right now. So can we get better quality of sleep? That means less screen time before bed. Maybe some blue light glasses, things like that. Try to get the best quality that we can in the amount of time that we can. Yeah. And knowing that we can't go for perfection. Yeah. It's not realistic to go for perfection. But did did we make our best effort to get eight hours of sleep? even seven to eight to nine hours of sleep last night. (laughs) And and what was the reason that we didn't? And then, you know, okay, wake up the next morning and you have, you have another night ahead of you to try it again. So we, again, I keep saying like, we got to give ourselves grace. We're so hard on ourselves as humans to be this perfect person with everything aligned and going so well. And it doesn't work like that. But right. we can create habits around sleep, for example, to try and get our seven, eight, or nine hours of sleep. And putting your phone down is a really good way to get better quality rest. So remember, every time you pick up your phone, it's a dopamine hit. Yeah. That screen, the scrolling, that's a dopamine hit. That's why you keep picking it up. Right? So if we yeah. can and, – and also one thing – is once you put your phone down, let's say you put it down by your side and you notice, start noticing that pull to pick it up. Notice that that's, it's a drug. Yeah. Yeah. It's a drug. So notice when you go to pick up the phone, what am I going to pick up my phone for right now? What do I, what do I need to know right now that I, that can't wait till tomorrow? But I love how I love how I'm talking about hours of sleep and you're talking about better quality sleep. That's <laughs> it's whatever works for whatever at your time yeah. right now. That's real. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last thing I want to say about um, about the reason about not having enough energy is what does your recovery look like? I know that I asked this to some patients who maybe they're hard, you know, in the gym every day. Or specifically, I have moms who come in who are getting back into movement, into exercise, and they join certain gyms where they have like classes, six-week programs, eight-week programs, whatever, where they're working out like four or five times a week. And to each his own, I love that you're getting back into movement. However, because they're going from possibly a little bit less movement, more sedentary to hopping in, there is no recovery. So we hop in, we work out four to five times a week, 
our recovery means we just don't work out or go to that class and then we hop back in it. We have Mm -hmm. to make sure that we prepare our body from whatever we did and beat it up today to prepare for whatever you want to do the next day. So for some people that can just, that can mean some mobility, that can mean some foam rolling, rolling out, things like that. But it could also be just a different movement practice. If you're more strength training in the gym, maybe go hit some yoga. I love, I don't even know what it's called. I love the alternative shit that you do with the ropes and the mace freaking bells, Mel. Like all of that to me is like, go do some random shit and some patterns that you were not doing in the gym. I love your kettlebell flows because it hits different parts. Like, so I think about that also as recovery, like we're doing movement, but different movement practices. Yeah, I do use those tools, those unconventional tools. We'll call them unconventional tools, like, like the that. like the slush ropes, yes. the uh, the steel mace, and then uh, a lighter kettlebell. Generally, um, on active recovery days, to move my body, I I feel they stretch my body. They help me with mobility. They lengthen my body. Uh, they move me in all directions, and and best of all, it's so good for my mental health to yeah. just get into flow, to not have, because there's, you know, everything's so structured and there's always a plan. Uh, and when I pick up a tool like that, there is no plan. It's more, it's more freedom. It's movement freedom. So uh, yeah, thanks for pointing that out. That's a, that's my personal preference for an active recovery. Not to say that I don't spend a few hours sitting on my couch reading a book or watching TV. We all do. But, but what you were saying about, you know, going from zero to 100. Okay, I haven't worked out. All right, I'm going to train four days a week. No, you're not because you're going to get burnout. You're going to get injured. Yes. So pace yourself, pace yourself, be okay with pacing yourself. I've got new clients that come to me. They're like, all right, I want to train three days a week. And I go, cool, we're going to start at two. And yeah. let's see how that goes. And let's build a, build a habit around twice a week and focus on our recovery on the other days. Maybe we go for walks, you know, maybe you do a light jog, take a yoga class. And then after a few months, let's see how we're feeling about adding that third day. Because, because if there's no time for recovery, if we go 100, zero to 100, what happens after a month? You're tired, you're burnt out, and then you miss a week or two of classes because you got an injury, something hurts, or you're just tired. So how is that sustainable for creating a movement practice for your life. Exactly. It's not. So we have to, we have to find a happy medium. This is why you hire a coach because a coach can help you, can help you align with your goals and what's going to work for you so that you don't get burnout so that you can keep going. So it's sustainable. And that goes back to like making sure that we can fit stuff into our life because our life is always going to be busy. We're always going to have stuff, but if you can create sustainable habits, then even when your life is in chaos, you feel like, all right, I got my plan, I'm disciplined, and this is how my day goes to make sure I get my movement in, to make sure I can take care of my kids, be good at my job, like to make sure we can fit this all in. And giving and you, yourself grace, like you said, yeah. if it doesn't go as planned that day. Yeah. And then and changing your mindset around like I have to I have to do this workout um to I get to move today. I like yes. my body is amazing and it's going to allow me to do movement. Yep. How lucky are we? 
amazing. You know? Yeah, it is I, truly amazing. And we're blessed to be able yes. to get movement in whatever that means to you. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Melanie, this has been great. Just to give a, a, a recap, the three reasons why we've heard that people can't work out. One is that they don't have the time to work out. Two, not in the right mindset to work out. And three, we don't have the energy to work out. So I hope that you found this information super valuable. My goal always is to just provide as much knowledge as I can for you. Mel, real quick before we leave, do you have anything coming up in your space? Do you have, are you accepting new clients right now? Yes, I'm actually looking for women age 30 and up who are interested in building community in one of my semi-private classes. Uh, The classes are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 6 p.m. And I teach in Midtown Sacramento, so pretty close to everything. Yeah. And these these are small group training classes that are based around your goals and what you want to accomplish. But at the same time, you have a small group, no more than five people uh, hyping you up, uh, being your being your hype woman and getting you to where you want to be and getting consistent and creating that accountability around what you're trying to do. I love that. I love that. I will make sure that I put Melanie's contact information in the episode notes so you know how to contact her. Thank you so much, Mel, for sharing your time with me today. I really appreciate it. This was great. We could talk all day. All right, guys, if you have any other comments, questions, concerns, feel free to reach out to me. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all in the next episode.